through it all, I've always loved. By Count Arthur Strong, the author of it. Chapter 1. The Early Years. went the cries of the one-minute-old newborn baby. Had the midwife possessed a tuning fork, she would be able to tell you that this precociously talented child, by now some one minute and thirty seconds old, had hit a pitch-perfect top C, a talent I still possess to this day. For you see, I was this small, precocious, and by now pushing two-minute-old child, but perhaps I should explain to you how this miracle birth came to be. Let me take you back in time to a night some nine months prior to the birth of myself. Mother and father, as I call them, were in pantomime at the Watford Palace, doing a dog act. After the act, they went home and had sexual relations, and that's how a baby like I was is born. He was always good with dogs, was father, I think that's why he married my mother. She had a nice cocker spaniel, a ginger and white one called Nuts. I don't know why she called it that. Perhaps it liked nuts. There's nothing wrong with that. I like a nut myself, apart from Brazil nuts. Ever since I had a chocolate Brazil nut stuck in my throat in 1960-something, which led to a near-death experience. Luckily for me, though, I coughed it up and finished eating it. Not the last time I would go on to cheat death. Anyway, that mother and father would meet, fall in love and form a dog at was inevitable, and they enjoyed some moderate success on the variety circuit. However, when I came along that fateful day that changed the course of so many people's lives, myself included, it was decided that father would go solo and do an act of his own until mother recovered from my birth and her stitches healed up because of my hat size. The act Dad decided to do was playing the William Tell Overture by hitting himself on the head with a mallet with two cymbals strapped to his knees. After a few performances, though, he realised that he hadn't quite thought it through properly and he had to stop because it quite hurt and he kept blacking out and he was spending a lot of time in casualty. However, worse was to come. Much, 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 much worse. And I make no apologies for using much a lot in that sentence, because it was much worse. Much, 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 much worse. In 1939, Adolf Hitler started the war. Why? Well, we can only guess at that. He must have been absolutely mad. Carried away with the thrill of it all, my dad enlisted as soon as the magistrate made him. My mother, as I called her, was left on her own at a very vulnerable time. Now everybody, if you're not already sitting down, I want you to sit down for this next bit, because what I'm about to tell you will be a huge shock to you, and I don't want you to keel over and then send me a solicitor's letter making out I did it. What it is, is that I later learnt that whilst my father, or dad, as I sometimes called him, I forget which now, was off hanging his washing on the Siegfried line, that my mother took solace in the arms of another. A variety turn called Wee Biddy Bugle and his Hoop of Flames, or Uncle Willie, 
as I came to know him as. Oh, he could make that bugle talk, good Billy, and he was always very good to me. God rest his soul, he's no longer with us. I remember his last words as though it was tomorrow. Put me out, I'm on flipping fire. Uncle Willie went up like a bazooka. They do say there's still some bits of him on the ceiling at the Bradford Alhambra. They haven't the heart to clean him off, or a long enough ladder, if truth be known. Anyway, all I know is, he was like an uncle to me, was Uncle Willie. With Dad away at the Maginot line, or whatever it is, and Uncle Willie all over, firstly my mother, and secondly the Alhambra ceiling, things were very hard for us. I helped as well as I could, tried not to cry too much, and soiled as few nappies as was physically possible. The war years were terribly, terribly hard for a young child like myself, and all the other people in the country too. Every night when I went to bed, I could only pray that the war would last another 18 years, so that I could sign up and fly a Spitfire, like Kenneth Moore did in that film about Douglas Bader's bouncing bombs. But at the moment, I had more pressing things to do, like learn to walk. You'd be happy to know that through my dogged perseverance and a few false starts, I did learn to walk, and to this day it's something I still have great success doing. So stick that up your pipe and smoke it, Mr Hitler. While the Blitzkrieg raged, this precocious talent writing this was getting on with it. During these war years, I took great solace in all the postcards my father managed to hurriedly pencil. I still couldn't read, obviously, but I used to like ripping them up and chewing them, etc. I would wait by the letterbox for the postman and rip up anything that came through. Mother would sometimes lose her temper with me, but I was a beautiful, lovely child and would just look at her with my big eyes and any anger she felt would melt away. Plus, most of the time now, she was on the gin. After Uncle Willie had blown up, there was only Mother to support the two of us and she needed a new act. She'd heard there was a job going with a contortionist in Doncaster so we packed our bags and moved up there to stop with my Auntie Irene. Being a contortionist really suited Mother, and I don't think I've ever seen her as happy as when she was bent over backwards doing the splits and eating grapes with two dislocated arms. She'd always been supple. In fact, she could still sit on the floor at 90, which was remarkable. She couldn't get up, mind. She always looked younger than she was, did Mother. In fact, we're all like that in my family. My Uncle Ernest looked like a toddler right up into his seventies. We all look younger. We've all got elastic skin, like my mother had. Oh yes, I've never had any of my buttocks siphoned off and squirted in my forehead like some of them, thank you very much. Cliff Richards has it done once a fortnight. So wonder he can sit down. His bottom must be red raw some nights. Lulu, she's another one. Oh dear, it would be dreadful if they got the syringes mixed up and you ended up with Cliff Richard's buttocks in your face. Ugh, I wouldn't know where to put myself. I mean, I liked Mistletoe and wine, but I wouldn't want his buttocks in my face. 